0: one yeah.
1: Welcome to the 50th episode of the Music Matters Media Podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Eric. And we are back here today to talk about a show and a band that we've recently seen earlier this week called Simple Creatures.
0: Man, I'm super excited for this, dude. So excited.
1: For those who may not know, Simple Creatures is a new band formed by Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 and Alex Gaskarth of All Time Low, two powerhouses in their own right, combined forces, and have created simple creatures. And here we are. Today, we're going to be talking about it. So excited, man. So before we can get into talking about the show and talking about the EP that they just dropped called Strange Love, we have our listeners. So our listener segment of every week Top three international countries of who has listened to us the most this week. And Eric, are you ready to find out who is our top three?
0: Ready as always.
1: Coming in at number three, we have Colombia. Nice. Still going strong. Absolutely. Coming in at number two, we have Argentina. Another one? Another one that's still strong? And coming in at number one, we have Mexico.
0: Nice.
1: Reclaiming number one spot, huh? I got to tell you, this top three has been completely and utterly insane within the past couple weeks because all these countries have either made it in the top three or have been pretty close to it this year. And they're constantly battling each other to reach the number one spot. So I got to give a shout out once again, coming in at number three, Colombia, number two, Argentina and number one, Mexico. Mexico this year feels like the UK of last year. (laughs) <laughs> it does it does <laughs> they're really fighting for that number one spot complete respect for that thank you guys so much for listening and thank you to everybody all around the world for taking the time to listen to our podcast we greatly appreciate every single one of you that takes the time to click play and hear our voices for 50 episodes now can we just talk about that for a minute and acknowledge the fact that we've been doing this for 50 episodes seriously
0: seriously And let me just say, since we have an all-Spanish-speaking lineup again, muchísimas gracias, damas y caballeros, muchísimas gracias. And for those of you that don't know what that means, that means thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much.
1: Seriously, thank you guys so much. And have no fear, if you want to make it in our top three next week or any week after that, all you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have, and we could be shouting you out next. Eric, I'm super pumped for this episode. I'm still reeling off of the high from Monday, which we are about to get into. It's going to be a fun one today.
0: Yes, it is, man. Oh, man, I can't say enough about this episode.
1: All right. Well, just to give a little background before we get into the EP review portion of the episode, Simple Creatures released an EP last week on Friday, March 29th called strange love and it has six songs on it drug strange love how to live adrenaline ether and lucy and they took this on a mini tour their debut tour just trying this out for the very first time the dynamic between the both of them in a band together because obviously they've played together before and they've traveled the world together and toured but to share the same stage is quite an experience. So with that being said, they took their mini tour to Los Angeles, California, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Brooklyn, New York, and London in the UK. And because we are based in New York, you already know that we went to the Brooklyn show on April 1st. But Eric, it was no joke. Not at all, man. Far from it. So to get into talking about the show a little bit, You might be wondering, okay, they just literally dropped this EP a couple days prior. They dropped it the Friday before, and we went on Monday, so they only had a couple days. And they're doing this mini tour in between. So how well is their dynamic on stage, and how well is everything put together? Is it just thrown together? How are the effects, the lighting, the sound, all that good stuff? And most importantly, how are these songs translated live? So we're going to answer all of those questions now. Also, I'm going to give a breakdown of the set list, which they played nine songs. They played Drug, Adrenaline, How to Live, a new song called Nevermind, a cover of Personal Jesus, Ether, another new song, One Little Lie, Lucy, and then they ended it with Strange Love, of course, because that's the name of the EP. So they got to do that. So they played nine songs and it was about a 40 to 45 minute show. They came on around nine o'clock and they did have an opener at our show. I don't know about other shows what the opener was for us. It was the Gun Show, which is this guy who is a music journalist. He usually interviews bands, but For the show, he got behind the laptop and did kind of like the emo night Brooklyn type of deal where he was DJing all the early 2000s classics of pop punk alternative and that kind of music. So that was a lot of fun. It was a good idea to definitely get that type of crowd hyped up. Um, That's another thing I pointed out while we were in line waiting. I was wondering what the demographic for this show was going to be like. And honestly, it was all across the board. Uh, from 18 to people in their 30s, guys, girls. It wasn't like predominantly girls or anything like that. So it was a good mix of people. And he was definitely playing to the right crowd. They knew what type of opener they needed for this show to get people excited. And if I can describe the show as a whole in one word, I would say it was fun. Eric, what do you think?
0: Oh, yeah, Totally. One of the best concert experiences I've ever had, and one of the cooler, more intimate concert experiences I've ever had, but I think what I love the most about it is that even though the venue was so small and so intimate, you would have never you you, you would forget that after like the first five minutes of the show just because their energy made it seem like you were in a stadium. I mean that's how good it was.
1: Yeah, and that's a great point. Here you have two of these guys that are literally selling out arena tours and playing stadium shows. And they're playing now with this project, these small venues for intimate shows and playing them in the weirdest possible places. And that was very deliberate that they wanted to do that. They didn't want it to be related to All Time Low and they didn't want it to be related to Blink in terms of the music and the whole presentation of the show. So they went out of their way to think outside of the box to play not only smaller venues, but unconventional venues as well. And that was a perfect spot to have it because there's only, I think, like a 400 or 500... Uh, person capacity in that venue so no matter where you are there you're going to get a good view and it's going to be a great time and that's how exactly it felt it felt like that club atmosphere and that experience there was a lot going on there were lasers and lights and a lot of Really cool background effects, and if they had a music video with it, which they did for both Drug and uh, Strange Love, which were both of the singles coming off of this EP, then the music video would be playing in the background. So the production was really good, believe it or not, for something that quote unquote was thrown together so last minute in this debut effort for them to come out and show the world what they've done or what they've been doing for the past couple of months. So yeah, it was truly a really fun time.
0: Yeah, I feel like if I had a checklist for everything that should go right at a concert, they would have definitely checked off all of the points on that because it had everything. It had great sound, great visual effects, everybody was enjoying themselves. It was flawless.
1: And they added a lot of really fun intricacies to the show, meaning that even before the show went on, they brought with them a balloon animal expert Quote unquote. So there was somebody making balloon animals for people and they had these lollipops that said, uh, I stared at my phone at a simple creature show and they came in all different flavors. So I thought that was cool. They basically said in an interview uh, that they wanted to make the experience like a little kid's birthday party. (laughs) <laughs> which I think they pretty much got that um, point with with th- all the extra stuff that they added. They really didn't want this to be a normal experience. They didn't want you to walk in already knowing what to expect. And I really appreciate the element of surprise. I appreciate the little things and the small attention to detail.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and I also loved their, you know, back and forth on stage as well. They definitely tried to keep the mood Very lighthearted throughout everything, they (laughs) would throw insults back and forth at each other, they would joke with the crowd, they would go back and forth with the crowd... You know, everything was just so much fun and so hilarious at times.
1: So one of my favorite moments at the show was actually when some guy got on another guy's shoulders and they stopped their set or they were in between their set rather. And they pointed him out and they're like, yeah, you, what do you have to say? And he goes, since we're in Brooklyn tonight, it's only fair that Alex plays. Hello, Brooklyn. And then the crowd started going like, woo, yeah, Uh, for anybody that doesn't know hello brooklyn is an all-time low song so alex politely said that's all-time low sir we're not singing all-time low this isn't an all-time low show and then my favorite part about the whole thing is mark goes wait that's one of your songs and he's like yeah and then he's just like well f you then and then he starts playing the riff to damn it and then everybody starts going wild so that was incredible that really got me going i was cracking up laughing about that
0: Yeah, and then when Mark saw the reaction from the crowd, he's like, someone get me Travis Barker.
1: (laughs) So good. So good. In fact, I am going to make a very bold statement right now, and I'm just going for it. So here we go. The dynamic between Mark and Alex on stage, in my opinion, is 20 times better than the dynamic between Mark and Matt. This is not me going against Matt. I appreciate Matt as a musician and I appreciate everything that he's done for Blink and what he did on California and what they are continuing to do as a unit. So I just have to say that real quick. But in terms of the stage banter, the chemistry between the two, and just feels like both of them are having such a good time and it's effortless, it's not contrived you got to go with Mark and Alex. They have such a good chemistry between the two of them. And you can tell that they're actually enjoying each other's company and having fun on stage. It's not just something that they're trying to throw cheap jabs to get a laugh or anything like that. And you really don't... See that with Mark and Matt. That's one thing that is extremely lacking with their live show that you'll go to a live show to watch Blink and they just kind of power through the set list. Mark will try to make some comments here and there, but Matt is more, I guess, on the conservative side, I guess, if you want to put it like that in terms of a live show. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Everybody has a different personality. But when people used to go to a Blink show and it was Mark and Tom, that was always one of the highlights, is just them going back and forth because they have so much history together. And it was that live show experience, the banter and the friendship and going back and forth. And since Tom has left, you can tell that there's that empty space in the set missing. But, you know... I really enjoyed watching Mark and Alex go back and forth, and it really sparked that in my head of thinking like, wow, imagine going to a Blink show and then it feels like this again, because when I was watching Simple Creatures, I wasn't expecting anything Blink at all, but just the vibe of them two on stage going back and forth took me back to when Tom was in the band and how much fun that they used to have, and when I say used to, I mean all the way back, you know, before things got to where they got, so Yeah, just something that I want to say. I know that's kind of a bold statement to make. Once again, no disrespect to Matt whatsoever, but... You can't force certain things and it's definitely a personality thing and you can't force that type of chemistry and Mark and Alex really do have it. So for those who want to see, not only have a good time, but to see a really great show, I highly recommend checking Simple Creatures out because you won't be disappointed. Even if it takes you a while to warm up to the music, because I understand that if you're a Blink fan and then you're going to throw yourself into the world of Simple Creatures, It has to be an acquired taste because it's not in the same vein whatsoever, but if you actually give it a chance, become more open-minded around the idea of what Mark's trying to do, then you will enjoy yourself at this show a lot more than you think you would.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree, and I also recommend that all of you give it a chance and just go into it with an open mind, because that's what I did, and I was more than 100% satisfied.
1: Now, Eric, in terms of their live performance, what was your favorite parts of the show? What are some things that stood out to you? What did you notice?
0: Oh, man, what what didn't I love about the show? I mean, everything was just so perfect. You know, I love how well, first of all, how well the visual effects went with the music. I feel like, you know, the different nature of the music which we'll get into later definitely complemented the laser light shows that they had and the you know stuff that they showed on the projector screen in the back and I guess another thing I just loved because who doesn't love this is that you and I were just like so up close to the bands and obviously being that close so close to the monitors and the sound hits you right in the chest and everything you know it's like nothing you can really put into words.
1: We got right up front because any way that knows me knows that there's no way that I'm going to a blink related side project or whatever you want to call it and not be towards the front of the stage. That's all I got to say. So yeah, we got right in front, right in front of Mark. And I was living my best life (laughs) at that show it was so much fun another thing that i wanted to point out before we get into the ep and dive into these songs is one of the things that i noticed which i really appreciated is that Alex and Mark didn't stay in their respective lanes, meaning that it wasn't just Alex playing guitar and Mark playing bass like it would normally be. Mark was actually playing the guitar, and that's something that was a nice surprise and a nice little treat, at how they swapped instruments, and they both played each, and obviously there was keyboards involved and stuff like that, and that was really cool to see because you don't get to see that when you see Blink or when you see All Time Low.
0: It's funny because I... I'm. Um- pretty certain that Mark plays acoustic guitar to compose music, but I completely forgot about that going into the show. So when I saw him start playing the electric guitar, I was like, wow, he knows how to do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. He says normally for his songwriting process in blank. It starts out very very minimalistic and they'll start out with the acoustic guitar and just form an idea and structure around that. But it's just so weird because you never see Mark playing guitar in a live setting. He's the bassist of the band. So, that was fun to watch them both respectively play each other's quote-unquote instruments and then do a reverse and and be able to play both. I thought that was really cool to see.
0: Me too. And Yeah, I don't know if people actually paid attention to this, but what I love is that they both have a different style of playing their respective instruments when you really look at it. Like the way they play the riffs and even just the stuff they compose, it's totally unique to each of them. So I thought that was really cool.
1: And in terms of sound, because it's such a small venue, I thought the sound quality was great. It felt so intimate and it was in your face and you had that feeling of a club atmosphere i can't stress that enough with all the lights and the the sounds and everybody jammed together and they're all sweaty it was it was a really fun time and you can tell that they were vibing off of the energy from the crowd and it was this back and forth kind of complex where they're putting their all on stage and having fun and then the crowd is being extremely receptive to that and not only being receptive to it but It's just, it always blows my mind when you go to a show where they just dropped an album or an EP right before the show, maybe a day or two, or maybe day of, and people know the words by heart already, and they're singing and screaming them back to the singers on stage. That's something that always gets me, and uh, that was happening at this show, and you can tell the big smile on Mark's face, on Alex's face, and how much they appreciated the fact that people were giving this project a chance.
0: Oh, yeah. And let me just say, for those of you who love going to concerts, you have not lived until you felt the ground shaking beneath your feet at a concert.
1: (laughs) So true. So true. And this is no small feat for either of the guys either, because this show was sold out in a matter of minutes, really. I remember when I went to go get the tickets for the show and instantly it was a sellout and all these shows were were sold out fairly quickly I think it was part of the mystery behind of well how is this going to be how is this going to work and I love the fact that we got the chance to be part of this experience the first time around because there's something magical about going into this together where they don't really know either and we don't know and we're just gonna ride this roller coaster and see where it goes together
0: Yeah, plus, you know, because they are a new band, by all intents and purposes, it's cool to, I guess if you want to say this, be an original fan, you know, from the beginning. So you're definitely right that it's cool to just both of us share a starting point and see where it heads to in the future.
1: Now I gotta ask you something. Because sometimes you listen to songs on the studio cuts and then you watch them live and you have a different perspective and vice versa. Going into this, I listened to the EP on repeat before going to the show to have a full knowledge of what was going on. Eric went into the show blind and I'm glad that he did that because he got the experience live first and then he went back and listened to to the studio cuts. So, it's really cool. Now we get to compare you know, how we feel about each track and our feelings. But I wanted to ask you, what's a song that stood out when you saw it right then and there live where you're like, yeah, this is a song that really sticks with me. And I'm going to go back and, and listen to this song.
0: I mean, listen, generally speaking, all of them stood out. They were that good. But the one that definitely just, you know, I, I listened to it once and I said to myself, this is a new favorite of mine and I'm going to play it forever is Lucy.
1: Nice, nice choice, man. Nice choice. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to watch that one live. I actually have that one up on my Instagram. If you guys want to see it, shameless plug, follow me at Lisa underscore 182. That was a really fun one to to watch live. And going into it, that was one of the ones where I was very excited to see how that was going to translate in the live setting. And it went over so well.
0: And I You know, more on this later, but I just love seeing the way that they played these songs live. It's always cool to see it live first because it's right there in front of you. There's no BS. You see everything that's going on. And I kind of feel like when you go back in the studio version, then you truly have a real appreciation for everything.
1: And really quick, before we get into the EP, track by track, they did play a cover Personal Jesus which that was really cool to see the rendition of that and then they played two new songs and what I mean by that is they have two EPs you guys both are already done and finished the first one we got right now we're talking about Strange Love that just came out last week and they have a second EP that they're going to follow up with either I think Late this summer or early this fall. And that's when we're going to get the other half of the EP. And I believe the EP, the second EP is called Everything Opposite. So that's going to be coming out later this year. And to kind of fill up the set list, because if you think about it, it's relatively a small set. So to fill it up, they played two of their new songs off of that EP, Everything's Opposite. They played a song called Nevermind, and they played a song called One Little Lie. And I loved both, so I just wanted to point that out there. And there is a line, I believe it's from the chorus of the song Never Mind, and it says... You were never mine so goodnight and never mind. And that was just wow. That hit me.
0: It's just that masterful songwriting. It's so simple when you look at it, but you know what they say, you you can say so much with so little.
1: And that's the beauty of this band. You have two powerhouses in their own right and two masterful songwriters you have mark from the legendary blink-182 and then you have alex from all-time low who have really made a name for themselves in the scene so i think both of them combined i knew that something good was going to come out of this project i just didn't know how it was going to sound but i knew lyrically that would be a very strong point of the project
0: i for sure wasn't disappointed in that sense
1: And something I wanted to mention just to get a little inspirational here for a second is that Alex started out playing Blink-182 covers with his band. So before they became All Time Low, they were just a band that played Blink-182 covers. And I believe, I don't know if all of them have it, but I know at least three out of the four band members have Blink tattoos. And they were just like Eric and I, super fans of Blink. And then they went on to try to make a name for themselves as All Time Low, which they very much succeeded within the scene. They they catapulted themselves. And uh, All Time Low is definitely one of those main bands. When you think about the current state of pop punk, I mean, not with their last two albums, but as a whole, yes, they are a main band that you think of. And it's just very cool to see somebody start from literally nothing and And they're playing blink Two covers and then they, you know, create their own band and then that band ends up blowing up and becoming all-time low. And then you have, you know, Alex being able to tour with Mark during the California era, and then even before that, they had a song together, which came off of uh, Future Hearts, and that was in 2015, called Tidal Waves, and they got Mark as a feature on there, and that was a really fun experience, so you go from playing blink two covers to having your own band having major success to being able to get a feature from one of your idols and then becoming friends with one of your idols and then being able to tour with them on one of the biggest tours. Cause I was a huge comeback tour for Blink during the California era to now being in the same band. He's literally living the dream. And if that isn't inspirational, I don't know what is.
0: I mean, that just goes to show you with, you know, how much work someone can put in literally something that seems so far away or maybe not even real can happen.
1: Honestly, it would be a crime not to mention that. And that's why I had to bring that up. If there's anybody listening to this podcast right now and you think, what's the point? I'm never going to make it anywhere. Nobody's ever going to, you know, listen to my music or consider my band or I'll never be able to meet my idol or play with my idol. That is absolutely not true. true. This was a perfect example of that. It just depends how badly you want it, how talented you are and how hardworking and persistent you are. And if you have the combination of those things and you're willing to do everything to get to that point, then you absolutely can.
0: As always, very, very inspirational. I love it. (laughs)
1: okay and finally let's dive into this ep strange love it came out march 29th 2019 the final track listing consists of six songs drug strange love how to live adrenaline ether and lucy let's do a quick track by track and then we are going to rank our least favorite all the way to our most favorite since it's a short ep eric here we go starting out with drug what are your feelings about drug
0: I think it's a great opener, and it definitely sets up the dynamic between Mark and Alex very well right from the get-go. And I also love just how heavy of a song it is, if that's the right word to use. I just love how heavy it is, how perfectly well done it is. Everything is in its place in terms of production and instrumentation. Great way to introduce the band.
1: Yes, Drug was the lead single from the CP. It was the first taste of Simple Creatures that the world got, and it was very polarizing. I remember listening to this song, and it took me a couple listens to kind of get into it, and I remember going to discussion boards like Reddit or just on Instagram or whatever and reading the comments, and people were very on the fence about this track, about how they felt about it. You either had people that were like, wow, I love this, I love this sound, or you had people that were like, I don't know what this project is about, but I'm not in for this ride. So that was their lead single, Drug. Going into the second lead single, Strange Love. How did you feel about Strange Love when you heard it?
0: I definitely think it's much darker than Drug, both lyrically and musically. I love that, you know, it, the mood definitely drops down a bit in terms of darkness. And I just love the sinister feeling behind the lyrics.
1: So with Strange Love, like I said, that was the second single. And I remember listening to Strange Love and not liking it at all the first time that I heard it. And I remember checking out both music videos. And with the Strange Love music video, you actually have Alex and Mark in the video. And I don't know why, as bad as that sounds, but watching the video kind of ruined the song for me because I was like, "What." is going on here. What is what are these dance moves? What is going on? What is this song? I thought I kind of had an idea with Drug Where this EP was going and then Strange Love came in and threw me for a loop. But spoiler alert, I've come around on the song, I'm happy to say, and it actually started out where I liked drug more than strange love. And then over time with repeated listens, strange love really grew on me more so than drug did. It did like the reverse effect where the more I listened to drug, the, the more I started picking out things and being like, oh, well, it's not really, I think it has to do with the effect of, The initial hype. So to break that down really quick, everybody goes through it, especially when you're a fan of a band or an artist, you have that initial hype moment that I would like to call it where you're just so excited for new music or the new project that anything that they put out, you're like, yeah, this is great. But then over time, you listen to it more. And you're like, well, you know, it doesn't have that same effect from when I first heard it because the initial hype has faded over time. And then when you really look back, like years I'm talking about, sometimes you don't even go back to that project at all. Or maybe there's just one or two songs that you listen to, but as a whole, you're less impressed with it. So that's what I like to call the initial hype effect. Definitely had that with drug, but strange love grew on me, so opposite effect there just thought i would point that out it's kind of weird how things work the more you listen to songs coming into the third spot we have how to live how did you feel about this song eric
0: so i feel like it's another dark lyrical song and on this one one thing i noticed is that both mark and alex have their own verses compared to the other two songs which i thought was really cool you know for the first two songs it was mostly Mark tackling the verses and Alex tackling the uh, the choruses. So I thought it was nice for them to break away from that during this song.
1: Very good observation. And I couldn't agree with you more in terms of lyricism. This is a very dark song and it has very dark undertones. So I totally get where you're coming from with that. I really liked this song when I first listened to it. This is another one where the more I started getting into the meat of this EP, the more I realized that no song sounds alike and whatever vibe you thought that you were going to experience, you're not because each song is so incredibly different from the last.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an EP that keeps you guessing in terms of moods. Like you you do know that there is a common root throughout this thing and that would be the musical sound, like the style. But, you know, just when you think, Like, for example, here, you have drug and then you have these two other songs that are even darker than drug. So in your mind, you're probably like, okay, there's probably going to be another song that's like that. But then. But then perfect
1: transition uh because we got adrenaline up next. How did you feel about adrenaline?
0: And that's what I mean. The complete opposite. You know, musically, it's a very upbeat song. Definitely, in my opinion, the most danceable song on the album it's just got that really groovy feel to it i also just want to say i love alex's guitar work in this song i'm i'm pretty sure it's him who plays the guitar in the studio version but seeing him play this live was really cool i love the chords he plays and yeah it's just such an amazing song
1: Alex is so incredibly talented. And I think people who don't listen to All Time Low might just completely discredit him as a musician because they're like, oh, I don't listen to that band. So therefore, you know, whatever he adds to the project, I'm not interested in. But Adrenaline is such a standout moment for Alex on this EP. And I think that as a whole, what Alex brings to this project, he brings some really great ideas and some solid riffs and some solid lyricism. And it's just, it upsets me when I read certain things about people just completely disregarding anything that he has to say or do within the project, because he's so talented as a musician. Say what you want about All Time Low. I get it. They're not for everybody, But as a musician, Alex is such a talented musician, and he has so much to add to this project. And now going into it and having the experience that we did both live and through listening to the EP multiple times, I can't picture anybody else taking Alex's spot in Simple Creatures. And that says a lot.
0: And speaking of things that he can add, I think the main thing or one of the main things that he adds is that vocal range. You know, Mark's got obviously that deep bass voice that covers one end of the spectrum and alex can just morph you know throughout the songs and it's just so awesome he can literally compliment mark wherever he's at and it's fantastic
1: That is so true. I'm so glad that you brought that up, Eric. And also, not only can he compliment Mark, but I believe he pushes Mark. And I believe that they push each other, try to push those boundaries and try to go outside of whatever they're used to, you know, their comfort zones of within writing for their respective bands and really push each other. Where, you know, I remember listening and watching certain interviews and they would be having an idea for a song. And then Alex would be able to actually not call out, but tell Mark, like, listen, I think that we can do better than this. This isn't isn't our best work. And I respect him a lot for that because not only is he working with his idol, so there's a lot of pressure there, but at the same time, you would think that people will kind of like tiptoe and around that and be uneasy to express themselves and to contribute, but Alex, it When it comes to being a musician, he's very professional and he wants to be able to put out the best work possible. And I think that he really helped push Mark outside of his box and then vice versa with Mark to Alex and them actually working together instead of just touring and playing music together. It's a totally different experience. So that's something that I also really appreciated as well, because a lot of people might take the opportunity and just be a yes man to the person because they look up to them or they're their really good friend in real life. But not only are they good friends, but when it comes to recording in, in the studio and getting in the studio, they're very professional with each other, which I appreciate. Yeah,
0: that's a great point. You know, obviously you as a fan working with your hero, you don't want to upset your heroes, but I do know what you mean that for for a songwriting partnership like this one to work, you definitely need to take risks in, in that sense. And if taking a risk means telling your hero, listen I think we could approach it from this point of view. Then that's that's just the risk you take,
1: you know. Yeah, and adrenaline is such a good example of that. It's definitely a highlight and a standout on the CP of what Alex can do.
0: And another thing that we didn't mention before, um, obviously, there's a, there's use of you know keyboards and synths on this album, and it's it was hilarious to see Mark make a big <laughs> deal out of that, like. If Like, for example, there's there's a point in the show when Alex presses one of the keys just once, but before he does it, Mark is just like, look at his finger and (laughs) turns it into this big deal, you know?
1: I love that. And I love when Alex is ripping it on the guitar, the bass, and then Mark's like now watch me watch me and he just goes with his one finger and presses a key it's typical Mark I love his humor you can see that Mark is genuinely having fun up there and we haven't seen that in a while like I expressed earlier we haven't seen that in a while from Mark it took me back to the old days when Blink wasn't about being a business and it was just about being a band playing music that they loved and that they had fun with so it was so nice and refreshing to see Mark genuinely have a good time and his old sense of humor come back and that be seen throughout the show and that dynamic with Alex, because Alex would go right along with it and and play off of whatever Mark would say.
0: Yeah. Speaking to that point, you know, that's exactly what I thought of when I was there. You know, I unfortunately never got the chance to see blink with, with Tom, unlike you who are extremely, who's extremely lucky for that. So when I was seeing the, their chemistry on stage and their banter, The first thing I thought to myself was this is probably the closest I'll ever get to seeing what that interplay between Mark and Tom could have been back in their heyday, you know?
1: Yeah. And it was just it was a nice change of pace because you did go to the California tour with me and you did see what they were like live. And I'm not discrediting their live performance at all. I think that Matt was great live. He didn't make any mistakes. And musically, they were all very tight and straightforward. And they played the songs amazingly. And it was such an incredible experience to see how they worked live as well, but in terms of just stage banter and the dynamic between the two, it was a lot more dull than it was at this show with Alex.
0: Yeah, you could tell at some points in the show when Mark would say something to Matt and then Matt would say something back, you know, you kind of got this uncomfortable feeling of, hmm, that didn't feel natural.
1: Yeah, it didn't feel right. I agree. I agree. Moving forward, we have Ether. Now with this track, I see your eyes light up when I you just said the name Ether. I agree before you say anything. I agree with you. Uh I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say. I'm gonna let you say it. This is your time to shine. Eric, what did you feel about the track Ether?
0: Just one word to describe it. Plus forty-four.
1: I knew I knew you were gonna say it. I knew you were gonna say that. Um I was also gonna mention earlier, I forgot to mention it with adrenaline. Listening to adrenaline, it did have all-time low vibes. Not the fact that it was just predominantly Alex, but more so between their last two albums, which have been more on the pop side of pop punk, this track could have fit in there um in either Future Hearts or their last album, Last Young Renegade. Strongly believe that. So going into Ether, when I listened to that for the first time, Yes, I got plus 44 vibes all over the place here. Lyrically, the themes, uh, once again, with the dark undertones, and it just felt like plus 44 mark. And I know technically we're not supposed to be comparing this music to any other side project or band that these two are involved with, but sometimes you just can't help it. We're human people. You can't help but draw comparisons to things. We love to compare. It's natural. It's a natural thing. With That being said... Totally agree with you about Ether. It's the most Plus 44 song on this album, and it's the most Mark song, I feel like, on this album, or on this EP. All right, so moving forward, our last song review off of this EP. The last song is Lucy. How did you feel about Lucy? I
0: absolutely love this song. You know, it's, it, it's the best song to close out the EP. I love how fun it is. The lyrics... Again, not to compare, you know, they've definitely
1: (laughs) not to compare, but here's my comparison.
0: (laughs) They've definitely got like a Blink-182 feel in the sense that, you know, it's about just getting in trouble and living life on the edge. But, you know, musically, it's just its own separate monster. I loved watching Mark play this song on bass live. So good. And as of now, it's one of my new favorite bass lines by him.
1: I absolutely love this song. I fell in love with this song immediately the first time I heard it. I remember when I listened to the EP all the way through for the first time. For me, this was the standout track. I couldn't believe how fun it was, how energetic, how... You are totally right, how... Mark translated this one live made me smile the most because you can tell how into it he was. They've actually expressed in previous interviews that they looked forward to play this song the most live and to see the reaction of the crowd. And I think they got what they wanted because everybody was off of their feet. Talk about the ground shaking during this one. This was a really fun experience to see live. You can tell how much fun they were having and like i said vibing off of the crowd's energy and vice versa this song is a banger definitely a standout track love this track
0: and alex does not fall behind on this song you know the way he sings those verses the chords he plays you know this song is by all accounts perfect you know they both complement each other so well on this song granted that's an understatement given every song on this ep but like you said this is the standout
1: here we go this is the hardest part of our episode today you heard our show review that was our track by track review and now we are going to rank these six songs from our least favorite to our most favorite so eric i'll do one you'll do one okay okay Okay, so my least favorite of this EP, I came the, to the conclusion. Originally, I thought it was going to be Strange Love upon first listen and the music video still doesn't really do it for me. It kind of weirds me out. I don't know why. Can't explain it, but <laughs> I think it's just the fact of the weird dancing and the whole, I don't know. But I will say that my least favorite off of this EP is Drug. And It's my least favorite because over time, even though it was the lead single and originally I was kind of on the fence about it, but warmed up to it, that over time it really has lost its appeal to me. And I think compared to the rest of these songs on this EP, it's the weakest effort as a whole. So with that being said, within the context of the EP is my least favorite song. What is your least favorite?
0: So, I mean, you might be surprised by this one, but my least favorite is Adrenaline.
1: Really? Get out of here. And why is that?
0: You know, maybe it's subject to change in the future, as all things are, but maybe it's because I'm, I'm still processing the overall sound of it. Like with the other songs, there was a little bit of familiarity with it all. But this one, I'm still, like, like you said, if you know, I'm, I'm going to take your word for it that this song is uh, more in line with All Time Low. Maybe that's why, because All Time Low is a band that I'm still really getting into at the moment. I'm still processing their sounds, so maybe that's why I'm I'm still not used to what this song sounds like, the feel of it. I do love it, but I still need a couple more listens, you know?
1: That's fair. That's fair enough. Going into our second least favorite, mine would be Strange Love. Mine would be Strange Love. Like I said, to no surprise, I was going back and forth between the two. Strange Love Over Time actually ended up growing on me a little bit more than it initially did cuz out the gate I was not impressed whatsoever. And I think within the context of the album and seeing them close with it, it was more fun and energetic live and I can really see it happening now in a live setting and why it's on the CP. So, with that being said, Strange Love is my second least favorite. What is yours? So
0: my second least favorite is How to Live.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, why?
0: I feel like it's a song that maybe you'll understand. It's a song that you kind of need to be prepared for. You know, you need to be prepared for that darkness when it hits you. Like with me, there are certain songs that i love to listen to, but I need to be in the correct mindset to listen to them. You
1: have to be in that mood to listen to it. Yeah,
0: and I think this would be that one on this EP.
1: Well, funny that you said that because now that we are approaching the middle section here, that would be How to Live for Me. So How to Live would be right there Um, because of that same factor. I think sandwiched between all these songs... It's not my least favorite. It's definitely not my most favorite. It is somewhere in between, and that is why I put How to Live there. I really love the lyricism on this track, though. I get the overall sound. You kind of have to be in the mood to listen to it, but the lyricism is great on this track, um, and that's why it can't be towards the bottom for me for least favorite, but it's also not near what I would call my most favorite. So right in the middle, we got How to Live. What about you?
0: So for me, right in the middle would be Drug. For the same reason you said, you know, I, I feel like it's it's a song that does just enough to, you know, obviously it sets up the album, it introduces the band. But, you know, it's to me, it's kind of a neutral song for me. It's neither my least favorite nor is it my uh, absolute favorite. So, you know, for that reason, this song and the next one I'm going to mention are in the middle.
1: Now we are heading into our top three. So... Our top three of this EP, very, very close in trying to figure out what spots go where for me here, but I finally figured it out. We got, for me, for my third spot is Adrenaline. I really like this track a lot. I love, I am a fan of All Time Low, and obviously I'm a fan of Blink, so the sound being similar to an All Time Low vibe didn't really bother me at all. It really was my, in my opinion Alex's time to shine on this EP out of all these songs I feel like this song is a highlight for him and I think with repeated listens maybe over time Eric you'll grow more of an appreciation for it but I really love the vibe of the song and I love how upbeat it is and it really gets stuck in your head so therefore it takes my number three spot what about you what makes your number three
0: strange love for me Because, you know, I I just love how dark the song is. I love how it hits you as soon as you listen to it. And I just love the sinister nature of the lyrics. I think that's really awesome.
1: It was fun when they closed with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really was. And maybe that's another reason why I love it so much and place it so high. Because, again, I listen to everything live. And because of that, you get a different perspective.
1: That's so true. With that last song, it felt like a giant party when they closed out with that. It really felt like the vibes of... It's so weird. It felt like a club atmosphere throughout the entire show, but going into the show with all the different things that they had available, it felt like a little kid's birthday party. Like, all right, enjoy the show. Now here's your goodie bag and all this. It felt like that. It's really weird to say that, but... It was a good time. It was such a good time. Cannot stress that enough. Coming in, my number two spot, I put Ether. I put Ether there because exactly what Eric was saying earlier, I felt such a strong plus 44 vibe. For me, this is when Mark shines. Adrenaline is where Alex shines, but Ether is where Mark shines, and... This song is such a cool one. I appreciate it so much. I'm so glad that this song was able to see the light of day, whether he wrote it a while ago or he just specifically wrote it for this project. Either way, the feel of it feels like old school Mark, and I love that.
0: So my number two, Ether as well, for every single reason you just said, you know, it's, it's classic Mark, and it's just that classic style of songwriting where... You know, he he'll come up with the perfect song on an album and you're just like, wow, Mark, you know, th- this is the song that, you know, really tells you what kind of songwriter Mark is and what kind of performer he is.
1: So, Eric, that can only mean that we both have the same number one, Lucy.
0: Lucy. Yeah, man, it's the most fun song on the album. Hands you know, it's down. So perfect in every way. You know, Mark and Alex are just at equal capacity firing on all cylinders. They're each doing their own thing, but they're doing it so well. And, you know, I I just hope this song never leaves their set, ever.
1: Totally agree. If this song doesn't get stuck in your head and you can't bob along to the vibes of lucy then i don't know what to tell you because this song instantly when i heard it for the very first time i knew that this was the standout track on this ep hands down so there you have it you guys my top three number three adrenaline number two ether and number one lucy eric break it down your top three go ahead
0: strange love ether and lucy
1: So there you have it you guys. Those were our thoughts on the show and on the EP itself. We highly recommend you go check out Simple Creatures. If they come to you in a live setting anytime soon, you have to go experience them live. Really would highly recommend it. And just give their music a chance and develop your own thoughts and opinions based on just going into this blind and not having any preconceived notions that they're gonna be relatable Blink songs or All Time Low songs, because that really isn't the case here. Maybe you can get a vibe here and there like we have, but overall, this is a separate entity and I cannot stress that enough. So, for those of you who have listened to Simple Creatures, we wanna know your feelings. What did you think about the EP? What are your favorite songs? Least favorite? Were you able to catch them live? I would love to hear what other people's live experiences were. I know that they did meet and greet as well. So if you were able to meet Mark and Alex, how was that experience? We want to know it all, you guys. All you have to do is head over to www.musicmattersmedia.com and let us know. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media. And stay tuned for our next episode.